Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Under, Over Under Podcast. The Under Over, Under Over Podcast. Podcast. My name is We're Nick. Changing the brand. And this is Joey, and we ramble about sports. Welcome. What's going on, Nick? How you been for the past week? Uh, you know, chilling, kind of drowning right now in school stuff. But other than that, it's been a cool week for sports. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. There's, we always we always start at the same. There's always been a lot of stuff that happened. There's always a lot of stuff we want to talk about. It's never anything different. Well, Sometimes. keeps us in business. Yeah, the business that we have right here. Profits on profits. Excuse me, I clear my throat. Anyway, for uh, for those who listened last week and the week prior, we are going over uh, the NFL playoffs. We just finished up conference championship weekend. And I would just like to say, before we really talk about any specific games, we kind of hit the nail on the head yeah. with uh, with what needed to happen and what did happen. So I'm pretty proud yeah, of Yeah, I'm that. very satisfied. I think like this is the first time ever that I've gotten like the Super Bowl teams correct at the outside of the playoffs. <laughs> um, usually I'm way well, off. Not only, if not... not only did like we get them correct, because we got them correct last week when we made our picks, but we also like got it correct how it was going to happen like not to get too crazy into it but like Derrick Henry didn't perform the way he had been the past two weeks and Aaron Rodgers was the Aaron Rodgers that we thought he was yeah so the the Packers just weren't good enough and we we called it oh yeah um I'm happy with the results honestly I'm glad that Andy Reid's getting a shot in the Super Bowl and um the 49ers there I think they but to me they were the best team like all year long so I think these are two very deserving teams, and I'm happy the way it played out. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a crazy Super Bowl. It's definitely going to be one that I'm going to try my absolute hardest to go and watch or like go to a party and watch. Yeah, we're going to wait. I have to work that day, but in the morning, so hopefully I have the night off. Right. But, um, yeah, I try to, yeah, before we get, <laughs> we go, no, uh, no, no, no. I mean, kind of sidebar, probably that nobody listening cares, but I was trying to, I was trying to set something up in the group chat, but didn't, you were the only one who replied, so I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, if I don't if I don't work, if I find plans, I'll definitely put you on. But uh, all right. Um, anyway, before we talk about the playoffs, I want to talk about a little, little, little tiny bit of Mr. Aaron Hernandez Netflix documentary news. Yeah, just dropped on Netflix. Uh, did it just come out like this? Came week, out. Or was it like two? Came weeks out ago? the fifteenth, so it was a week ago today. We okay. as we record this on so, Wednesday the twenty second. So I, uh, I watched it this weekend. My mom had come up and visited, and she really wanted to watch it. So we sat down, and I thought it was just going to be like one long doc. It was three parts. Uh, three episodes. Yeah. yeah, about an hour and like 15 minutes each. We're not going to go like super in-depth on it because, honestly, we could spend a whole episode doing it. But, yo, when I texted you <laughs> in utter disbelief, yeah. <laughs> we... I don't. So how come I don't remember any of that nonsense going on at the time of the trial? Like, like they made in the documentary that we're talking about how he was allegedly bisexual or whatever. Like, I don't remember that at the time, and like it wasn't that long ago. And I, I was definitely into sports. So you, you would have thought I would have known already, especially you know, considering how in the doc they make it sound like it was something that was known. Yeah. But, no. And also, like, I like I remember Aaron Hernandez playing in the NFL. I was so shocked, one, about the whole, like, bisexual thing when he was in high school, and two, 
that he was only 23 when he got arrested. Yeah, young. Like he came, he went to college at 17. I had no idea. That's insane. Fucking Jordan year. Um. Yeah, for real. Also, I didn't know that he like had shot that other dude in the face. Also, sorry yeah. if you haven't watched any of this. Apparently, this is all common knowledge. Well, but he shot the dude in the face, and then the uh, just like the two random guys in the nightclub. I had no idea about that. Um, I knew about the the drive-by one because that came out at the time, but I didn't know about his buddy or whatever. That was new. But uh, to go b- quickly, go back to like the high school thing, like that. I kind of smelt the fish there because. I was on Twitter afterwards, and that guy wasn't even the quarterback. Like he was saying, he, was, he might have been a backup quarterback or something. But yeah, he was on the team, but he didn't have any stats according to whatever website people were pulling stuff from. Which so w- which just like lends me the idea that they were kind of inflating stuff for the purposes of the documentary, which is not something that you want. No, that's when you. That's what I thought too, because they spent like a significant portion of that documentary just talking about his sexuality, which you could like kind of tie it in for just a second to be like oh he was raised in a super strict household and his dad would have disowned him so he had to pretend he was someone that he wasn't and it caused him to react in certain ways that a person that wouldn't have to live like that would have fine but the fact that they spent like a good portion of the three hour documentary talking about that yeah i feel like that's super irrelevant to everything and and i mean there is an angle they could have tied it in with i mean it was so clearly just you know to to get clicks but like there are like theories in criminology that you know certain deviant well quote deviant sexualities might influence like your probability of committing crimes but they didn't even go there with it like and that's really obscure and and, like it's for scholars anyway but they didn't even try to tie that in it was just so clearly like oh he's gay it's really interesting isn't it like yeah clickbait that's that's another thing like like I want to ask what your opinion overall of the documentary was. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Like no, I liked it. What are your it was thoughts? a good watch. I I couldn't hardly stop watching it. Honestly. Um, no, I felt the same way. It was very compelling and just interesting with all this stuff that I had no idea about. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm really interested in like law and crime and stuff and, and football. So the two kind of going right hand in hand. Um, it was a good watch. Um, I, I really liked in the documentary all the audio clips from when he was in jail talking on the phone. Yeah, that was it was kind of chilling to be honest. Yeah, oh, I, I sent you that text. And, and his whole his whole fucking yeah, I'm, I'm gonna quote it right here. But his whole fucking oh, can you get me a Smith and Wesson deal? Like, are you fucking? Serious? You might as well just you might as well just go write a book and say I didn't do it, but if I did do it, this is how I would have done it. Yeah, right. That's just kind of the common theme here. Like that's cr- how he could murder at least three people. And then just make jokes like that about well, it. Well, well, he wasn't found guilty of the two, so he really only uh, allegedly killed one. Because if I still, like, yeah. I'm still on the fence of whether or not he actually pulled the trigger, because there's literally no proof. But well, without getting too much, uh, I think like they didn't talk about it much in the doc, but like the angle of the bullet that was shot in the car, how it went out the door, the, like the door, the passenger backseat door. Um. You really could only fire it from the driver's seat, and it was his car or whatever. So I, I mean that. No, no, no. I'm talking about the, uh, the Odin Lloyd when they. Yeah, like, I know. Took That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they sh- they like he they, they shot the first shot when he. They were in the car. Odin was in the car when they fired the first shot. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I thought he got out. Anyway, um, one one last thing I want to add on it, uh, just 
it kind of ties back in with the whole like talking about a sexuality so much. But what the fuck was the purpose of that one like ex lineman just in the documentary? Oh, I think yeah, just yeah, that was another thing that they so clearly wanted to make it about like, sexuality. I guess he was his teammate. He was his teammate, but they didn't he didn't talk about any of his time together. No, he literally didn't say Aaron Hernandez one time. Yeah. But like Twitter said it best, honestly. Like there was just a bunch of clout chasers in there. Like the dude and his dad, like I don't need to know the story about how his dad hated gay people and now he's bi. I don't care about this old offensive lineman, which I'm glad that he got over the problems that he was dealing with, but it had nothing to do with like this, other than the fact that they wanted to drive home so hard that Aaron Hernandez was possibly gay. Yeah, I think I think you're really you're hitting it on the head, dude. Like they it was interesting enough the way it is. It's a, a high-profile all-star football player commits at least one murder. The, the, yeah, it, but it, if, if the documentary is true to what it says, he hadn't just been acting like this because he was in the NFL. He had been acting like this since he was basically fresh out of high school. Right. And, and then they want to, like... Sorry, I'm kind of, like, going off on a rant, but, like, they want to tie in, like, this whole, like, CTE fucking shit, which, yes, it's a real problem. It, it is scientifically proven that it is caused by constant trauma to the head. But Aaron Hernandez murdering potentially three people did not have anything to do with the fact that he had CTE symptoms in his brain. It, like, come on. I don't know. I didn't mind that part of it too much. I thought that part was interesting. But Well, I, I feel like they only like added it in because it's like, at the, like, this day and age, you can't talk about the NFL and you can't talk about, like, traumatic things that happen or like the things that players do without just saying like oh it's cte it's because it's a dangerous game but like fucking dudes from like the 1940s and 50s that played football didn't go on to like murder a bunch of people and they were playing with literally leather helmets yeah yeah i don't know so there's a whole like deeper dive you'd have to do to get to the bottom of that i mean there are I can see why that would be relevant to the doc, because you know, mental state and crime it goes. Well, yeah, no, I, I get the, I get where they're coming from with it, but to like suggest that, like, like for people that are like wholeheartedly believing that, like, oh, he had CTE or these were the symptoms that he had because he got hit in the head so many times that that's why he did all this stuff. It's like saying that, oh, this kid played GTA, so he's gonna go shoot a bunch of people. Like, it's, I don't know, that without getting too political. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes in, and we're already hitting it, hitting it pretty hard. That whole uh, the one part I found fascinating that you probably didn't really was the whole abatement thing where they set aside his conviction. I did, I did find that really interesting. I was talking about that the other day with somebody. Because there's just some old Commonwealth of Massachusetts law from like the you know early 1800s, and then yeah, Which they got it, it changed. It doesn't, it doesn't really make sense to me, regardless. Like that whole thing, and like now it doesn't exist anymore after this. Yeah, but uh. Yeah. Do we know? Did the Patriots ever pay out his wife? No. His well, well, no, did because they ever, like, like fight it in court? they they changed that law right after like right after he got this conviction set aside, and then they reinstated his conviction. Which I was a little confused how that worked because of ex post facto. Like you're not supposed to be able to change convictions after the fact after a law or whatever. But um, yeah, somehow they reinstated his conviction, so it was all for nothing pretty much. But. Yeah, that's uh, that's weird. I wonder what his like his wife. I like wonder what his kid is doing now. Like, granted, he only died like what two, three years ago. Yeah, wasn't long. It was like two years ago. Wasn't seventeen, I think. So. Yeah. No, when the, the just the timeline of everything was insane. Like, just to see like exactly when everything happened. I liked it all in all. 
and I'll finish it with my last thoughts on this. I liked the doc. I liked how it like I couldn't tell like what side they were pushing more, which is a good thing. It was very like you're you feel sympathetic almost, but then it's like, oh wait, he's actually an asshole. Yeah. So like it was very good like push and shove when it came to that. Yeah, so, I agree. It had a good balance. But which not many documentaries are like that. It's usually like one thing that like they're trying to drive home, and this one I was like, they really left it up for you to decide if you feel for him or don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Alrighty. Uh, moving on to current football, then. Let's talk. Yeah, I was gonna say present day football. Let's get it. All right. Um, well, the championship games were last weekend. Chiefs Titans. Chiefs Titans. Um, let me let me just start off by saying, once again, Patrick Mahomes is that fucking dude. <laughs> He's the truth, man. I was texting my dad back and forth during this game, and I was like, "This guy's a legend already." You know. That run, that run that he had to end the second quarter? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I literally sent the text just one word that said legendary after that. He's he's unreal, dude. Just the, the presence of mind to turn that upfield instead of just going out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah, man. And the fact that he, he still scored on it, too. Yeah. Like, that was crazy. Yeah. He was the leading rusher for Kansas City that game as well. Yeah, and he also passed for 294 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. This game was interesting because... I think we were worried early on because they did the, the Chiefs did the one thing we said they couldn't do against the Titans was, was get down early by multiple scores. They went down ten nothing. Yeah, and um, didn't matter. You know that offense got going it's, again. Yeah, it's that offense. It's insane. I said it last week. I'll say it again. How do you stop it? How do you stop that offense? Yeah, I don't know. I think, obviously, the team that's going to have the best shot is the one they have to play next. So we're really going to find out how good of an offense they really are in a couple weeks. Yeah. But Sammy Watkins turned up 114 yards and a touchdown. Tyree Kill, only five catches, but uh, two of them were for touchdowns. So He did enough. You know. One thing I will note is that Travis Kelsey was pretty quiet. He only had three receptions for 30 yards. Yeah, I, mean, I think Tennessee was keying on him. They have some like really athletic linebackers and good safeties that can stay with him. But I mean, sh- you shut down Travis Kelsey, um, congrats. You got got a handful of other guys you still got to deal with. Or Patrick Mahomes yeah. is just taking himself. So it's, you know. Yeah, I mean, this is the one game that Ryan Tannehill actually had to throw the ball. And granted, he didn't do horrible. Uh, only 10 incompletions. He threw for 209 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Brett Kern apparently threw a pass. I didn't see that. Yeah, uh, fake punt. I, yeah, I rem- yeah, it was late in the game. Um, they went for it from like their own half. It was out of desperation. But, yeah, they got some yards on it. Yeah. Derrick Henry. This is the game that we, we thought was coming eventually. 19 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, and he was off to a hot start, too. He got basically nothing in the second half, I don't believe. So that just do you think do you think that you can chalk that up to an elite Chiefs defense or the fact that Derrick Henry had been carrying the ball more than some backs did the entire year in the past two weeks? I think it's both. Um, like you said, the Chiefs D line's awesome. Chris Jones is back this week and he's a massive run stopper there in the middle. But yeah, that that pace that Derrick Henry was going at's just not sustainable, dude. Like that's so much on your body every week, like damn near 40 touches and he's a big guy but you know you gotta imagine that wears you down and after a few short weeks against really good teams 
Yeah. So. Insane. Um, but uh, the ti- the Titans had a good run. You can't knock their their effort. No, I, I like what they're building down there. Um, they've got you know all the pieces in place to really be a good team for a long time. They just got to figure out that quarterback situation. I was gonna say now that they're out of the playoffs and you can kind of like take a step back from all the hype. That's something really interesting to think about is what they're gonna do at quarterback. Yeah. Because Ryan Tannehill's on a one-year deal, right? Yeah, he's a free agent. Okay. They're not going to sign back Mariota. And if they do, I would be very, very surprised. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance Mariota's coming back. I mean, when they benched him, I think they, they sent the message that he's not their guy. So, But if that that's the thing, though. like You bench him for Tannehill. Tannehill arguably leads you to the playoffs. I know Derrick Henry had a lot to do with it, but at the helm was Ryan Tannehill. Do they sign Ryan Tannehill back to a one-year deal and give him a full season? Or do they just say, you know what, it was a good run while we had it. You're... 30 plus years of age you know thank you for your service yeah I, I don't I think they're gonna not make that decision right away they're gonna wait into like the open free agency period and try to finesse a Tom Brady or Philip Rivers or something like that I think Tom Brady makes a lot of sense because considering you know the connections there with Vrabel and all the other Patriots players that yeah. play in Tennessee so I don't know I, I still can't see Brady playing in Tennessee like I know that the the popular rumors that he's not going back to New England but how many years has that been a rumor? Yeah, Robert Kraft came out today and said he's going to try everything he can to get Brady back, and that was no surprise. I mean, we knew like, that guy's a hard-on for Brady, so I don't see Brady leaving either, but I think Tennessee makes a lot of sense for him, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know. But um, Well, it'll be an interesting offseason. Yeah. All right, anything else you want to add about this game? Um, No, I don't. I don't really have much else to say. I think Kansas City is just peaking. I do want to ask you a question about uh, one Sammy Watkins. Okay. Came out of Clemson, top receiver in that draft, right? He was highly touted, for sure. He was the first receiver off the board, if I'm not mistaken. Don't know. I'm not sure. Went to the Bills. It was the same draft as as the OBJ draft, too. Was it? 2014? Yeah. Pretty sure he was the first receiver off the board. Anyway, played in Buffalo, had an okay time, got injured, this and that. Fast forward to now, plays for the Chiefs. Why is he so inconsistent? Um. Well, injuries, first of all. Um, yeah, but like this year he hasn't really been like too banged up. Like I know he did miss a couple of games. Right, but... but I, I mean, you, I feel like he's either there, or he's like just non-existent at all. There's no in between. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Well, first of all, that's going to come with the territory of not being a number one receiver. Like, if you aren't the top option, you're just not going to get fed game to every single game. Um, no, but I feel like he doesn't have games where he's like five catches for sixty yards. I feel like he's either like two catches for twenty yards or seven catches for one hundred and fourteen and a touchdown. Yeah, I don't know, man. But you got to think about the Chiefs' offense, though. Like, they have so many different players to lean on. They don't have to go to Sammy Watkins every game. I mean, why would you establish a pattern like that that teams can predict when you can, you know, mix it up every week and, you know, have a heavy dose of Sammy this week, heavy dose of McColl next week, you know? That's my question. Is it purely the Chiefs' system, or is it the fact that he is just a very inconsistent player? I know it's not really, like, a super important topic. I'm just – it's something that's pondered. I've been 
pondering for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think after all the injuries he's, he sustained, it's he's probably not the same kind of athlete he's always been, which, you know, it, it can affect you, your consistency after a while. You know, yeah. you're not going to feel great for every single game. going to be sore some weeks. I don't know. Yeah. I, for, I forget what it's like to be a top-tier athlete. So. <laughs> I anyway, never knew what it's like. Random but. thought that crosses my mind. Tyron Matthew, though, before we leave, Tyron Matthew, just savage. Yeah, he's playing great these past few weeks, man. I had to remind myself how old he was because I feel like he's been in the league a long time now. But he has, has he not? Um, I, kind of, I think it was like 2013. Yeah, 2013 he was drafted. So that's seven years ago. I mean, and you look for like, a D back. Look at NFL careers for a lot of players. It doesn't stretch past like. Eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, I mean, 30 years old for defensive backs kind of usually the kiss of death. I mean, he's a safety, so. Um, is he 30? No, he he's, he's 27. I'm just saying, like, so, oh, you know, okay. once you start nearing 30, that's. Yeah. Well, anyway, now to the uh, to the game that I'm most proud of. You're most proud of this one? Oh, because we knew exactly how it was going to go. Well. Okay, I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers' stats. So I did watch the Chiefs game. Okay. I watched a good majority of it. Didn't really watch a whole lot of the Packers game. All right. Um, I say that this is the Aaron Rodgers we thought he was. Like, he didn't have eight incompletions and 326 yards. But he also threw two picks. So and fumbled uh, at least once. He fumbled three times. So. Um, oh, well, never mind then. He is the Aaron Rodgers that I thought he would be. Yeah, I mean – it's it's been weird all year with him, right? Like, he's not been unstoppable like normal. Um, no, very human. He hasn't. In this game, like the score looks a lot closer than it really was. Honestly, the 49ers dominated this from start to finish. The Packers kind of threw up a couple garbage time touchdowns, but yeah, I mean the 49ers defense is it's the insanity equivalent of the Chiefs offense. But I think the highlight of the game. Just mind blowing. Jimmy Garoppolo threw eight passes <laughs> and he, for seventy-seven yards. Yeah, and it's because you have Raheem Mostert out of fucking left field, twenty-nine carries, two twenty, four touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Anytime they ran the ball, they were getting at least like eight yards. It was ridiculous, dude. Like the Packers had to have known what was coming. Debo Samuel. Fucking average twenty one and a half a carry. Yeah. <laughs> He's a wide receiver. They they couldn't stop him. Nah, it was impressive to watch, man. I only thing I'm concerned about with the run game is I think Coleman got hurt, so I don't know. I mean obviously yeah, they got two of the backs. It didn't make sense to me that Moster got the load of the work because he's not the starter. Well, that's how the the 49ers all year have been like switching it up in the backfield. It's it's kinda like the Patriots used to do, you know, how the you would never know what between week to week which back was gonna carry the load. It's kind of how yeah, it's been. I remember that year that it was like it was like James White, uh, Dion Lewis, and like Brandon Bolden. Yeah, and like Burkhead too. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, no, their backfield is insane. Their defensive line is filthy. Offensive line is awesome. I I think like with the 49ers, they just built a team the way you're supposed to build teams in the NFL these days. Like you start. It's nothing. It's nothing too flashy either. Like you you don't have like a real star on this team. Yeah, not really. I mean, the closest thing you can say to a star is Kittle, maybe. But, like... Yeah, or, like, Nick Bosa on defense or Richard Sherman, maybe. Yeah. 
Fred Warner. Like, they have, like, really, really good players, but they don't have any, like, super... Basically NFL guys. athletes. And, I mean, George Kittle, like, you can't really talk about the passing game because 77 yards yeah. for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, but George Kittle had one catch for 19 yards. Yeah, but, I mean, Kittle impacts the game in more ways than just catching the ball, though. He's a really complete tight end. He blocks super well. My whole, like, pancake dude, so... Yeah. But... No, he's he's crazy. I, I, I don't really... I don't know. It's two two hundred and twenty yards for Raheem Mostert. That's just insane to me. Yeah, man. Like he was getting eight every time he touched it. Like they couldn't stop nothing. Um. Well. Yeah, but I think the point I was just trying to make is that the way the 49ers built this team is the way you need to build teams in the NFL. You start with the offensive line and the defensive line. You make those units studs, and then everything else comes easy. Because once you control the line of scrimmage, you can do whatever you want. You know, yeah. on both sides of the ball. How do you think, do you think that the 49ers can play this, this similar type of game against the Chiefs, or are they going to have to actually, like, air it out? Um, well, I think the Chiefs, I don't see the Chiefs' offense getting completely shut down, so the 49ers are going to have to score points. They're not going to be able to just grind out a defensive win, I don't think. So, yeah, I expect to see more offense. Like, I, I think... Garoppolo's going to have to throw the ball a little bit. And I think like that's the weakness in the Chiefs' defense, too, is more so the passing defense. So, do How do you think Jimmy G's going to fare? Because he wasn't like anything crazy this year. He wasn't anything to write home about, necessarily. He was just a very average quarterback. No, yeah, he was just efficient. Um, I think he can do enough, honestly. I mean, they're going to scheme open some stuff with their... When they can run the ball as well as they can, it... You know, it's going to open up some some passing game stuff and uh, play action, you know. Well, that's the thing. Do you think that they can also run the ball as well? I don't. They're not going to be able to run the ball as well as they did this week, I don't think. But they'll be able to do it enough to keep a balance. That They're not going to be one-dimensional in the pass game. I mean, they can't afford to be. So they're going to have to stick by the run long enough to establish the pass, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. Well, they have two weeks to heal up, so if Coleman did get a little banged up, um, I'm hoping that he comes back. I really hope that everybody available to play is healthy because this is going to be – I'm going to eat my words probably, but in my head this is going to be one of the most entertaining Super Bowls that I've had the privilege to watch yeah. just based on these two teams. No, I'm excited, man. We should probably like save like the full like breakdown and expectations for next week since we're not going to have like really anything to talk about next week. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I like that. So, yeah, I mean, as far as just this game, though, um, really surprised by the Packers' lack of ability to stop the run. You know, I thought that's kind of where their strength was, but, you know. Did you uh, did you see that uh, video of Aaron Rodgers before, uh, sometime before the game? No, I don't think was so. Like, they were talking to him, and he was like, I said it before, and I'll say it again. We got a defense. Yeah. <laughs> No, I saw like a comment on Twitter that I thought was really true. It's like the worst three and thirteen or thirteen and three team of all time. Like, yeah, that's. Well, I mean, we said it the entire playoffs. We, I, or I don't know if you did, but it was definitely a thought in my head if I didn't say it out loud. But this team was not a three or a thirteen and three team. It just it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, the Packers are com- or not. The, yeah, the Packers, the um, the Cowboys a couple years ago. When they went three or thirteen and three, that was a better thirteen and three team than this one. Yeah, and they still lost. And ironically, I think the Packers beat the Cowboys in those playoffs. They, they did, but yeah, they beat them in the divisional round. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was it was a weird year for the Packers. They won a lot of a lot of close games, and I think you know that's that's really good as long as you can maintain it. But it's it just indicates you're not as dominant as your record would lend you to believe. So here's a I, I have two more questions about this, and then we can move on if you'd like. But one, uh, did you even know that Mercedes Lewis was still playing? No, honestly, it's been so long since his name's been relevant in my head. I th- I thought he had retired like eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing, where, where do you see Aaron Rodgers building off of this it's, going into next year? It's weird, man. Like, like I think I said last week, if you would have told me the Packers had been in the NFC Championship game, I'd have believed you. But I would have thought that would have meant Aaron Rodgers was just unstoppable all year long. Yeah. Absolutely slinging the rock. But that's not the case. Um, I think he's still a, obviously a, a fantastic quarterback, but they need weapons there, man. Like, like they have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, and that's it, dude. And, yeah. and I don't even know if Aaron Jones is like a super stud. I think they were just, he was just forced to be used a lot because they had nobody else, and he's like a decent player. But I, I would really like to see them address receiver in the draft. I think that you look at their list of receivers and it's just very lackluster and I think it's I think they set themselves up and like this was inevitable the situation that they're in like they have Devontae Adams they got rid of Jordy Nelson a couple years ago um but for so so long they have just not had a defense they had no secondary whatsoever and they finally go out in the past couple of years they've really addressed defense I mean picked up Josh Jackson uh last year the year before I can't remember yeah Darnell Uh, Savage Adrian Amos. Savage. Yeah, like going out and get him in free agency. Like they've they've hit defense so hard that I feel like they've neglected the offense in the shadow of Aaron Rodgers being able to make do with literally anything for his pretty much his career. They haven't had like anything super, super good. Um that duo of Adams and Nelson when they did have it though was pretty filthy. Yeah. No, they need to find they need to find something though. Th- luckily this yeah. this year's receiving core coming into the draft is really deep, so I imagine they'll find some weapons there if they are smart enough to, to pick them up. So uh, it's making me like it's stressing me out thinking of like mock drafts. I know. I uh, haven't even like taken a look at any like projections. At, at this point, it's kind of futile. You still got to wait. It's really to the dr- to the combine before you start knowing who's who's gonna go. You know. Yeah, I can't wait to hear some idiot talk about someone's three cone drill and how they're gonna be garbage because of it. Dude, some like. I knew that kid was going to be a stud, and I don't know for whatever reason, thirty-two NFL teams passed on him twice. <laughs> yeah, and he finally got drafted. But, but whatever. The Seahawks are, are like stupid lucky when it comes to drafting, though. Like, have you realized that? Yeah, they got a good like scouting department because they um they pick up the diamonds in the rough, you know. Yeah. So. Anyway, you have anything else to add about this? No, no. I think we can move oh, I think on. we should point out that uh. The Packers did get shut out in the first half. Oh, yeah. It was ugly. Completely ugly, dude. It was dominated by the Niners. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, next week we will go over the 49ers and Chiefs Super Bowl predictions, winners, losers, takeaways. And then the week after that will be the Super Bowl. Yeah. Which we still won't have an answer for you of who won. Well, uh, coming up... This weekend, anyway, if you really want to watch some football. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't really... Obviously, there's no real point into breaking down 
the X's and O's of this because it's just kind of for fun and stuff. But I guess I kind of wanted to like ask you what your thoughts were on like the the Pro Bowl as like as a event because a lot of people you know say there's no point we shouldn't have it at all some people want it to be like more competitive um and like an actual game um me myself i kind of just like it how it is it's kind of fun it's fun to see all the players just mix it up and have a good time i don't really want to see anyone play so hard they get hurt out there but uh, what do you kind of think about it so i've gone back and forth on this on my opinion of the pro bowl uh for honestly a few years now i I wish we, I wish the NFL was a league, and I wish football was a sport where you're able to do the Pro Bowl, which let's just say, for comparison's sake, all stars, an all star game. I wish football was a game where you could do it in the middle of a season, and it wouldn't have that much of an impact, like MLB, like basketball. I think the NHL does it in the middle of the year too, like every major sport does it in the middle of the season yeah and i understand why you can't in football because i mean you're basically just abusing your body for 17 weeks to add another week onto that for it to not matter i mean they would take it less seriously than they already do now and not to mention like the nfl season's shorter than those other sports too so that yeah that's true and it's for that reason specifically like you can't go out and play 82 NFL games yeah, no. in a year. You can't do it. You, you would die. You can barely play you 16. Play. So. Yeah. I mean, just... I understand that it's the nature of the sport. There's always going to be injury, and that's always going to be a concern, and that's going to be the number one stick with people about the Pro Bowl. But as an event, I mean, how could you not like it? Your favorite players that are really good all get together on the same team and go against other really good players that are also probably your favorites. Yeah. I don't even think it's for like the game itself. It's like the content all week long. Like the skill showdown is fun. Like it, we you know we you live in Orlando. I used to live in Orlando. We could have went down there and met some players. That'd be cool, you know. Yeah. Players are more accessible during this time. Yeah, there was a a couple, the not last year, the year before, uh, Pro Bowl. Uh, Dak Prescott stayed at the hotel that I work at. Yeah. I'm not gonna put him on blast like that. In case he ever wants to come back. No, it's it's but, uh, it's uh it, I like it though. I don't think you could ever really do away with it. Like some people say you should because it's been a metric for like, you know, for like stacking up resumes, so to speak, for so long. Like you look at, you know, Peyton Manning had however many Pro Bowls, thirteen. Tom Brady had fifteen Pro Bowls or whatever. Like we use it to compare yeah. players. So to do away with it, it kind of throw a wrench in that. I do like that it's in Orlando now. Not just because we like we live in this area, but for Hawaii like that was so inaccessible for everybody basically yeah and more expensive and like and these are the, the amount of money they're making these days they can go to Hawaii on their own like they don't need the NFL to pay for them to go to Hawaii you know so yeah, it's not really so, as much of a treat I don't know I like it when it's a close game I don't like it if it's a blowout because if it's a blowout that generally means that like one team is just not trying at all and they're very like I like to think of it as like a shell practice from when we played football. Like it's very half speed. Yeah. No, I mean, it is what it is. I kind of just, I'm never really invested in it. I just like to, you know, I turn it on for background noise or whatever and enjoy it for what it is. The skill showdown is fun though, like you were saying, because you get to see like, like last year, Mitchell Trubisky, I was watching a video on Instagram today 
but it was like the difference between Russell Wilson and Mitchell Trubisky is just absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch tried to hit like one of those, uh, it was like a pass over that like glass wall last year to Mike Evans. Yeah. And it took him like 12 attempts. Russell hit it to Thielen the first try. Yeah. But I, an- Andrew Luck sucked last year at the skill showdown. Like I think he got last place in the quarterback one. He lost to Mitch, but. Maybe um, that's why he retired. Yeah. You could tell at that point he was done for, but <laughs> I don't know. It was the last time. It was the last time I got to see Andrew Luck play. Was the Pro Bowl. So you didn't watch him in the preseason. Did he didn't. Play? He didn't play in the preseason. Oh wow. Yeah. Damn, that's even worse. Yeah, it's a little sad. Uh, you know, I didn't off myself, so we're living. <laughs> Alrighty. We can move on well, to the next piece of news, but I just kind of wanted to touch on that. I'm looking at our looking at our time right now. It's gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode, probably, but I'm not mad about it. No, that's fine. Saves up some, saves up some space on the computer. Yeah, we're both both busy anyway, but we still got a couple more things to cover. Yeah, so um, I remember I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, how I always wanted to do a thing where we took like players from the NFL and like picked out their colleges and like quizzed each other on it to see if we knew like what types of colleges these players that are really good now went to. Well, before that, did you want to talk about Eli? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it after. Okay. We'll leave that as our closing thoughts. Okay. But, uh... Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, before I was really interrupted. Um, <laughs> so, we're not going to go, like, too many players. Like, we picked two each, and we kept it to uh, players on the Chiefs and the 49ers just to keep it all within the same realm of the episode. So, I have two players. Mine are both from the same team. You have two players, uh, one from each team. So, hopefully we don't have the same on one of them because then we're going to have to on the fly pick a new one but I'll let you go first no 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 give me your first player it was your birthday you go first oh that's right big 22 okay uh Nick yeah can you tell me the college that Jimmy Garoppolo attempted ooh oh fuck um for some reason I I either want to say it was in California or it was somewhere in New England fuck okay this is all the way across the country, but those are the two regions I'm thinking of, which is probably neither one of them right. Well, that's just because he plays in California and he played in New England. Um, is it? Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna need a hint for this one. Is it? A, was it a, like a big college or no? It's not a big college by any stretch of the imagination. All right. Um, fucking New Hampshire State. No. What was it? Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, see, I actually knew that. One, because I play an unhealthy amount of Madden, and it tells you the colleges that all the players went to. Yeah. Two, um, there's a girl that I work with who also went to Eastern Illinois, and apparently in like orientation for that college, they talk about Jimmy Garoppolo so many times. Because <laughs> like, he's cute. He's got like posters like everywhere. Oh yeah, dude's a buddy's yeah. a smoke show. Let's not yeah. let's not forget it. But uh yeah, for someone to come out of Eastern Illinois, play for the Pats, do as well as he did, now be leading a team to the Super Bowl, I'm sure that's the only thing in their mouths right now. <laughs> well Yeah. Um No, my mom's a 49ers fan and she's she hadn't been watching the NFL the past couple of years, but I told her now that the quarterback's cute and they're really good, so she's been watching again. But uh, oh, but yeah, my first player, um, also on the 49ers, can you tell me where Raheem Mostert went to college? Oof, I, I almost picked this one. I didn't look it up. Um, 
fuck. It's funny. I have another 49ers running back as mine, but uh, and I know that two of the f- two running backs that have played for the 49ers went to the same college, but Raheem Mostert. Fuck. All right. I'm using my my hint. What's my lifeline? Oh, I guess I have to ask. Uh, is it one of the Power Five conferences? Yes. Okay. Um. Georgia Southern. No. That that's not that's not a Power Five conference anyway. It's not. It's not in the SEC. Am mm. I stupid? No, it's not the SEC, bro. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like the fucking Sun Belt or something. Jesus Christ. Um. All right. What is it? It's Purdue. Oh my God! I would have never. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either, and I have family ties to that university. But the only the only fucking college player that I know that went to a school in Indiana that is a running back is Tevin Coleman. Yeah, he went to Indiana. Also, a 49ers running back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Let's just, uh, no, let's do a snake. So you do it again. I'll do it again. All right. Yeah, this is the one. I, this is the one I picked to be pretty easy. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Texas Tech. That was oh. a layup. Man, I'll give you a different <laughs> one. My bad. <laughs> that was a layup. Hold on, let me think of a different one. Um. Um. um okay. I don't even know this one. So this one's gonna be another hard one. Maybe. All right. How about Damian Williams? Ooh, that is a college I have no clue. Really, I'll give you this hint. Really good university, like usually like, in the top ten. Like of football or of f or of no, like university, like uh, like yeah, for football. Okay, usually in the top ten. David Williams. He's kind of old too. Um. Why do I want to say LSU? It's not LSU. Uh, okay. It's Oklahoma. Uh, My bad. Really? Yeah, Damn. Oklahoma. Damn, I thought I'd be better at this. Shit. I thought I would be too. Fuck. All right. All right. We'll, we'll dedicate a whole episode to actually doing this, and we'll put a little more thought into it. You but still owe me one, don't you? I do. All right. You ready? Yeah. Matt Breida. Um, well, you said two 49ers running backs went to the same college. And it wasn't Tevin Coleman and and Mostert. So yeah, there's your hint. So it, is it Purdue? No. Fuck. Um, to be fair, I, I don't know if the other running back is technically on the roster. I know that he was at one point, but I'm pretty sure he's injured. What's the other running back you're talking about? I can't tell you because you you might get it then. Oh. Um. All right. Then I guess. I'll use my hint in the fashion. Brita. Um, Southern school or Northern school? It was a, it's a Southern school. Arkansas? No, it was Georgia Southern. I said it earlier. Uh, (laughs) Fuck, dude. Because I'm an idiot and I just have Georgia Southern pulled up on my fucking thing right now. That's why, like, even though you said SEC, I was like... What the fuck? Well, we They're fucking not. suck, dude. Yeah, no, we're trash. That was that went super poor. Like anytime you ask me when we're watching games, I normally know, but I really I want. Okay, I'll give you one just off the top of my head. You ready? Sure. Kaepernick. Oh, Nevada. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm not that bad. 
then going into our next topic, Eli Manning. Quick, go. Quick. Uh, Ole Miss. Okay, you got it. And to wrap up the show, I'd say is pretty fitting because it is a wrap-up to a magnificent career. Wasn't subpar by any stretch of the imagination. My friend, Eli Manning, has retired. How's it feel for you? Because... You know, it's it's a sigh of relief, honestly, because I don't have to hear about him not playing anymore. I don't have to hear about him sitting the bench. I don't have to hear about... Like, I can just be done with Eli Manning. Like, yeah. He'll forever be the greatest Giants quarterback for me. And, you know, it, nothing but good memories. Yeah. I'll say the, the time that he threw... Uh, like four interceptions in the first half against the Cowboys on like Monday Night Football. Um, the times where he completely missed receivers and just gave the ball to the other team. <laughs> nothing, nothing but good memories. He's only 12th all-time in interceptions. Like, that's not as bad as you would think it would be. No, and I'm obviously fucking being an asshole, but I mean, Eli Manning, I, I'll ask you in a little bit, but in my opinion, Hall of Fame career. I mean, he took down arguably the greatest team of all time in the Super Bowl, and then he did it again two years later. And, and for that, the rest of the league is forever grateful to Elon Manning. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, his fucking big, dumb, goofy face, like, he's just an awkward person. But for some reason, he found his way under the New York Giants by a fucking long shot, no doubt, or no less. Um, you know, had a, had a very average career in terms of statistics and he's pretty high up there on all the lists of like passing yards and uh, touchdowns and shit like that yeah going back to what we said before he's a four-time pro bowler so that's good yeah Um, no i mean oh i i wanted to point out that he's 117 and 117 in terms of wins and losses yeah he got that last win against miami this year to even that out it's pretty uh yeah that's good stuff. Um, no, I, I don't know if he's Hall of Fame. I think he is, but I don't think he's first ballot. It might take a little time. I mean, uh, I've always kind of felt bad because he, he's he always has been and always will be overshadowed by his brother. But um, yeah, which is unfortunate. But at the same time, it's like it, at least for me because the Giants is my favorite team. Like I can easily see Eli Manning separate to Peyton Manning for what like, he is. I understand. Yeah, yeah, I understand Peyton Manning won top three quarterbacks of all time. Eli Manning is not in that conversation. However, the career that Manning or that Eli did have, it, it's nothing to to not be impressed over. No, if you if you took Eli's career accomplishments and stats and everything, and you talked to you know whatever you, you talked to Joe Burrow, quarterback who has all the promise in the world, you said, okay, this is what I can offer you. You know, I'll give you two Super Bowl MVPs. You know. A, an even record, you know, you'll be seventh place all time in all these categories. I think he'd take that deal, you know, if he offered it to him. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. He'd tell you he wouldn't. He loves my guy. Right. He'll always be my guy. Giants fans across the world, I don't think there's, you could possibly hate this guy. No, I mean, I think that the, nobody in the NFL except Patriots fans hate him. I mean, yeah. It's. He's just a and goofy guy. To show that how fucking scummy Patriots fans are. <laughs> yeah, bro. Anyway, do you have anything you want to add about Mr. Manning's marvelous career? 
No, I think it was the right time for him. I don't. I wouldn't have wanted to see him go play for some dog shit franchise for a year. No, you know? me neither. I'm glad that he was able to continue his entire career with the Giants. Not many players do that, you know. So no, they don't. Did, technically, did he? I mean, he never played a game for the Chargers, but he was drafted by the Chargers, right? So yeah, but he was traded on draft day. Yeah. So I don't even think he signed a contract for the Chargers. Scummiest thing that he ever did. Every like. That's a weird first impression for a guy that was nothing but a class act in the league. Like, typically, I yeah, fucking hate when that, guys do that, you know? Yeah, that's very, very weird. Like, I always have to think about that. Like, if, if you don't know the whole story, when he got drafted, I believe it was in 2001. Four. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, Jesus. 2004. Um, he was drafted by the Chargers. And Re- then... Refused to play for them. Yeah, and he was like, I'm not going to play for you. Wasn't he the number one pick? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Say that out loud with a straight face. Eli Manning was the number one pick in a draft. Yeah. In a, in a draft with Philip Rivers and Big Ben. Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, That's it was insane. Like I, I typically fucking hate people who do that, like specifically Elway because it was the Colts he stuck up. But um, when you like a team is like the worst in the league, and so they have their, they're supposed to have their pick of the litter. They're supposed to get the player they want, and then some assholes like, yeah, I'm not gonna fucking play for you, so. And they waste their honest, pick. And then they have no leverage to trade because everyone knows they don't want to play for them. Yeah. So. Well, the Giants got him, and I'd say, considering Pey- or, uh, Phillip Rivers has no Super Bowls and the Giants have two with Eli, I'd say that they won that. Yeah, I mean, if you flip their careers, I'm not sure that Eli would still have two Super Bowls. But like, if you if you, they were stayed on their respective teams, but eh. I don't know. Eli did get... Granted, he did make some crazy plays, most notably the third and like twenty six in the Super Bowl against the Patriots in two thousand eight. Yeah, I think but that's my that's my favorite Eli memory. I think my, that's that's my favorite Eli memory. Like overall, my other favorite Eli memory is when I went to the Giants game in Tampa a couple years ago and I watched him run the ball in from fifteen yards. <laughs> because watching him so run slow. in person was one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen. <laughs> How happy he got after too? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, dude. It's like everyone's like, well, not everyone's, but you know that slow cousin. It's just not that yeah. smart. So you really have it's like, like those videos where high school teams let the one like the team manager run the ball in. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what it, that's what it was that's like. Kind of my deal. But then the team manager goes on to win two Super Bowls, and you know, yeah, no big deal. I love that picture of him on the beach where he's like fat. <laughs> this is an NFL <laughs> quarterback. Yeah, but. Anyway, we'll end it at that. Thanks, Eli Manning, for everything. I know you're listening in retirement right now. Yeah. No. Congrats. <laughs> congrats, Eli. Yeah. Congrats on a great career, Eli. Congrats on everybody else if you're still here for 50 minutes. You're listening to this fucking bullshit. Yeah. So. But, uh, anyway, catch us next week going over uh, Super Bowl predictions. Winners, like I said, winners, losers, yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. Follow the socials in the description. Five stars on iTunes. If you ever have ideas for what we should talk about, tweet us. Yeah, please. We are no, we are not going to shy away from any of the ideas. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. All right. Peace.